Hey guys, Milo here. Oh, you're probably wondering where my dad is. Um, well, my dad had to step away for a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's doing something and it's all good. So, um, I'm doing the intro today. So, um, bear with me. This is my first time. I'm a little nervous and, um, here we go. So, coming up on this week's episode of the YLP Podcast, episode 320. Well, dad's mad. Dad's really, really angry about what happened with the Royal Rumble um, last week, especially because of the fact that it was his birthday and um, it wasn't, wasn't wasn't as enjoyable as he thought it was, and he was really frustrated. Um, well, there's also a lot of news that came out from WWE this week. Apparently, morale was really, really low going into uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, apparently, stuff got changed like 20 times before the show even started in 48 hours. I can't even think of how many times I don't even want to play with my toys uh, that much in 48 hours, but it's okay because I like my toys and my toys love me. Well, except Leo the Lion, he's a dick, but we don't, we don't have to worry about that right now. But um, yeah, morale is really, really low. Um, right now with the WWE and the Royal Rumble and apparently Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon's kid really, 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 really did stupid stuff too. And But Dad will talk all about that. I don't know how much that uh, the stuff. So um, bear with me. I'm still new to this stuff. Also, uh, there's other news. Really, really good news. Um, apparently, let me see. Hold on. I'm looking at stuff. Don't mind me. I'm just pressing buttons over here. Um, WWE apparently originally planned for Matt Riddle to win the Royal Rumble. Dad laughed at that when he saw it, and I thought it was funny too because Dad was making funny noises and all this funny stuff. I, I mean, I mean, I would too. That would make no sense. Um, I don't know. I'm just a dog. I'm just a handsome German Shepherd that's five and loves chicken. So don't mind me. Um, yeah. So that's it for me. Uh oh, that's Milo. Sorry about that. <laughs> But yes, my son, <laughs> Mr. YLP Jr., the crown prince of the YLP realm himself, the German Shepherd extraordinaire that is Milo, yes, was giving you a bit of the rundown, and yes, I am angry. I am quite upset with what happened at the Royal Rumble, but we'll we'll discuss all that in today's episode. So without further ado, this is episode 320 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro Let's get it started, and with that being said, let us begin. The work week is finally over. Time to lay back, relax, and settle in. Because it's Fretzelmania Friday, and you are listening to the Fretzelmania Podcast right here. On WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling With Issues podcast here, and welcome to episode 320 of the YLP podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this lovely Saturday in February, nonetheless. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always... 
I greatly and truly appreciate it. It is February 5th, 2022, one week removed from the Royal Rumble. Or as I have wonderfully titled this episode, the Royal Fumble. Now, before I get into being in a rant for about God knows how long, let me get through the particulars. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, opinions, or concerns about today's episode, Please do not hesitate to hit me up at email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice message over on my anchor.fm page. Search for Young Lions Perspective. Leave a voice message over there. If I like what you, you know, you're saying, what you're talking about, all that good stuff, I will have no problem putting it on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. You can also find me over on Twitter at YL Perspective, that's capital YLP Perspective. Also find me on Instagram over at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. And on Facebook, search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. I sit here today confused, angry, somewhat demoralized in terms of the Royal Rumble. In terms of my birthday weekend, it was freaking fantastic. Uh, Miss YLP took me out for some Indian food. It was freaking fantastic because it was my first time ever trying it, and it was absolutely divine. I literally, in, I dreamed of the butter chicken for about a solid, I was daydreaming of it for about mostly the entire weekend. Um, they make great, it makes great leftovers. It's freaking fantastic. Um, Saturday, of course, I actually went to Denver Biscuit for the first time. Check that out there. Freaking delicious. If you're ever in the Denver area, make sure you add that to your itinerary when you're out there. Um, <laughs> we also went to, uh, Jade Mountain Brewery, which is right near our house, actually, about like, nice little, nice little drive. Um, went over there. It was popping. It was popping over there. They had like an event over there. They had full food truck and, you know... The YLP family was just hanging out, enjoying enjoying a brew, and just enjoying each other's company. Freaking fantastic. We came home. She surprised me with like a little surprise party for her and I. Uh, well, for me, but, you know, she, yeah, she put so much effort into it. And it was really awesome to just, you know, see that. And, you know, Cesaro salad, Cena snacks, you know, Croc Lesnar queso. Zach's freaking pizza Rollins. Fantastic. Let's just, that was pucka. Right there, that's wordplay for your ass. Um, Sasha Franks, which was nice little pigs in the blanket. You know, I'm a sucker for pigs in a blanket. If you got that at a party, I'm just gonna just give me the tray and then hope you make another. That's how I feel about it. Um, she had the rock candy, which is literal like stick rock candy, and King of the Ring pops. Oh man, and and also a makeshift Money in the Bank briefcase. Like that was beautiful. That that was the fun portion of the Royal Rumble. You know. And then, of course, we watch football all day. And then, you know, AFC, AFC Championship games, fantastic. But we take it back to last Saturday, right? I, I don't, I, I have absolutely no fucking idea what WWE is doing any longer. I don't. I mean, honestly, Vince McMahon. Play that a little bit more, more game because it wasn't loud enough. It wasn't loud enough. Vince McMahon. Oh, hold on. 
we head over sportskeeda.com. Backstage news on WWE morale following 2022 Royal Rumble from Israel Lutete. Hopefully I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I am honestly sorry. Backstage morale following this year's Royal Rumble has reportedly been very low compared to most recent WWE premium live events. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, many people within the company were frustrated with the constant changes in the Royal Rumble matches last week. One person noted, that plans for the 30-man over-the-top elimination match were changed literally 20 times throughout the day, before and during the show. 20 times. Same day. One anonymous talent reportedly said, and I quote, We were all in a whirlwind. Just as you had your role and spots down, everything started over and over, and now most of us were back to square one. And it changed again and again and again. It wasn't an easy night even before we hit the ring, end quote. The report also mentions that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon has held his fingers deep in every aspect of the show. The men's Rumble match was won by former WWE Champion Brock Lesnar, who was a surprise entrant in the bout. And uh, shout out to um, Nick, Nick Doolin, um, my homeboy former co-host of the Wrestling With Issues podcast, literally called that shit if you listened to last week's episode. He called it. Straight up called it. He texted me. I have it. Well, do I have the text? I don't know. I'm going to delete him by accident. My bad, dude. But he did tell me. He called He called it. He said it last week. Whoever, if Lesnar or Reigns lose their title matches, they will be in the Rumble and they will win. He called that. Shout out to Nick for calling that because that was one hell of a call. One hell of a prediction right there. And It happened. Loses to Bobby Lashley earlier in the night, and then after Roman Reigns cost in the match, goes in, wins the Rumble. We'll talk about all that, so, you know, in a little bit. We continue on, though. On the women's side, Ronda Rousey entered the match at number 28 and was declared the winner after she eliminated Charlotte Flair. The Royal Rumble event kicked off the road to WrestleMania by crowning a new WWE champion and revealing the superstars who will main event the show of shows. Many aspects of the show polarized fans, especially in the opening match between Rollins and uh, Reigns. We won't talk about that right now. Closing bout was uh, done by won by Brock Lesnar. While the women's Rumble match featured many legends and ex-WWE stars, the men's bout saw the return of several names such as Drew McIntyre, Bad Bunny, and Shane McMahon. We'll be discussing him in just a moment. WWE announced... Okay, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So, 20 times... In one night. 20 times in one night. Surprisingly insane. But what what was even more crazy was what, what happened backstage with Shane McMahon. That was what, when we found out about this. Oh, freaking boy. Okay. From WrestlingInc.com. Backstage talk on Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny concerns at WWE Royal Rumble. Of course, from my favorite professional wrestling writer in the game, Mr. Mark Middleton. A new report indicated that there may be more to the Shane McMahon story. As we noted, as noted earlier, it was revealed that McMahon is no longer with the company. After his father, WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon made his decision to quietly let him go after the Royal Rumble debacle from the weekend. He, was, he is no longer factored into Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania 38 plans, and this run is reportedly over before it really got started. Of course, if you want to check it out there, they got you know, hyperlinks to all their stuff. 
We continue on, though. In, in an update, it was reported uh, that afternoon by WrestleVotes that the Shane story could have ripple effects for years to come. Quote, it goes beyond anything that may or may or not have happened Saturday night, the report noted, but no other details were provided. Furthermore, Matman's Andrew Zarian noted that one issue with a 30-man Royal Rumble match had to do with rapper Bad Bunny, as there were numerous changes to what number he would enter the match at. This was a cause for concern, and people within WWE were upset. The report noted, quote, WWE doesn't want to come off negatively with such a major outside star, end quote. It wasn't clear if McMahon was responsible for the changes to Bunny's Rumble match booking or if one of the other producers slash writers were. Bunny ended up entering the Men's Royal Rumble at number 27. It was the 26th of elimination tossed out by winner Brock Lesnar after 7 minutes and 41 seconds. Bunny picked up two eliminations while in the match, Shamans and Dolph Ziggler, which was assisted by Rey Mysterio. It just keeps it just keeps getting crazier. Because there's more. Shane, I, Shane's ideas reportedly shut down by Vince McMahon. Excuse me. It, uh, before I continue on, I mean, when I found out about the Shane McMahon stuff, honestly, I was just perplexed. I was just like, what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing, WWE? We are literally on the road to WrestleMania now. Two weeks away from your Elimination Chamber event in Jeddah. And this is this is what how we start the road to WrestleMania 38. This is this is how we're gonna keep going with it. <sighs> I honestly thought I would be more angry than than where I am at right now. It's just, it's disappointing. I mean, like just looking at the like the news I have it, it, in terms of the Royal Rumble is just astounding. But we shall push on. Vince McMahon reportedly shut down sh- several of Shane's ideas at the WWE Royal Rumble. From WrestlingNews.co, written by Paul Davis. <coughs> Excuse me. The story from Ringside News about Shane McMahon no longer being with WWE is accurate. At this point, he is gone, but it's unknown if his talent contract was terminated. Shane was not working in an executive role for the company is not, and has not done so for years. PW Inside reported there were plans for Shane to be a regular on Raw as a heel to lead into a match for WrestleMania. And now we're back to angry. Shane was also supposed to be part of the Elimination Chamber match in Saudi Arabia, but was replaced by Austin Theory. Shane was not at Raw on Monday, as he was originally booked to be. It was also noted by PWI that Shane had pushed to work with Austin Theory at WrestleMania, but that idea was never locked in 100%. There were also forces pushing for Shane McMahon versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and at one point, Rollins was supposed to enter the Rumble match, and there was a sequence laid out to set up Rollins versus Shane. Rollins was ultimately pulled from the Rumble match because he was facing Roman. In regards to stories of Shane taking heat for the numerous changes to the Rumble match, the stories have been confirmed by several outlets, and Shane was said to be obviously frustrated on the day of the show because of the belief that some of his ideas were shut down by Vince McMahon. The talk backstage was that Shane, quote, wasn't being allowed to do what he wanted, end quote, and 
he was greatly preoccupied by his role in the Rumble. This confirms Ringside News reporting that there was a lot of heat on Shane for worrying more about booking the Rumble around himself. It was also said that Shane is taking the brunt of the heat for the poor reception to the men's Rumble match because it was garbage! Absolute fucking garbage! I have never, never in my life as a wrestling fan watched the Royal Rumble and said this was an atrocity. You mean to tell me that for what you could have had with the Royal Rumble, you give us this. And then come to find out Shane was trying to go into business for himself. And wanted to book the rumble around him. Who was on crack? Is there something with the McMahons I don't I need to know about? Shane literally man. We continue on. Brazzavotes tweeted, quote, The Shane McMahon story could ripple effects for years to come. It goes beyond anything that may or may not have happened Saturday night. This was, honestly, for my money, the um, I mean, the Royal Rumble was just simply an absolute travesty. An absolute travesty. I, for the life of me, don't understand. How WWE. With the talent they have. Getting rid of the talent they they got rid of last year. And then somehow, someway, giving us the most boring Rumble match in recent memory, this batch sucked. Sucked. I mean, Bad Buddy didn't hit a clean-ass Canadian Destroyer, though. Got a little height on it. That was cool. But there was, like, no returning legends. No surprise entrance. No Volter. No Braun Breaker. No Pete Dunne. No Carmelo Hayes. Like, nothing. Just a bunch of freaking mid-carders, a little bit of the, you know, odds-on favorites, Shane fucking McMahon, and Brock Lesnar. (sighs) This Royal Rumble was terrible. The best match of the night was the Women's Rumble.
it's 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 literal like like how could you how like twenty times in in a day or forty eight hours or whatever the the damn reports are coming out with and you just literally just saw the failure open up with every participant that came in. People were mad about Finn Balor not being in the match. He was actually home on, I think, I think he was actually on vacay. I might have been, you know, asked for a bit of time off. Um, no Cesaro, no. Just, it, it, it didn't feel like a Royal Rumble to me. And mind you, I've said it, I've said it many times. The Royal Rumble is literally one of my favorite, is my favorite event of the year and my favorite big four show of the year. I like Royal Rumble more than I like WrestleMania. Always have, pretty much always will. But, excuse me. But how could you go into a Royal Rumble? No fanfare, not as much hype. No really big major storylines going into the event itself. You put Dewdrop and Becky Lynch in the dead spot. You gave freaking the mixed tag match way too much time. That should have been over in like less than eight minutes. What story were you trying to tell? What story do we need to tell? If we're being fucking honest. All this revolved around was Roman not dropping the title. One of what either Reigns or Lesnar losing the championship and winning the Rumble. And then we got the swerve on Brock. Paul turns on Brock, goes back to Roman. Which pretty much I knew that was a, that was going to happen. It, was, it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when they were going to pull the trigger on that. That was pretty much it. And then, and then I found out this shit right here. And th- this is not a knock on Matt Riddle. But... You had WWE was originally going to have Matt Riddle win the Royal Rumble. I I love Matt Riddle. I love me some Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's a great performer. He, He can kick ass in the ring. He's really good. And but he 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 isn't ready to have that. They were going to plan to have Riddle win the Rumble. Ahead of the Brock Lesnar before change of mind by Vince McMahon. Let's get into this from Costas Nianos. From The Sun, actually. WWE star Matt Riddle was originally scheduled to be the shock winner of the Men's Royal Rumble match last month. That is according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, who claims that Riddle was the wrestling giant's initial pick to stand tall in the annual 30 Men Over the Top Rope Battle Royal. Johnson reports... The plans were changed a ton of times, 20, until WWE and CEO Vince McMahon decided to go with eventual winner Brock Lesnar. Other pitches for the winner included Riddle's partner Randy Orton as the uh, Rumble took place in his hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. But Orton's teammate was the frontrunner the entire time until the wrestling corporation made the final decision to crown Lesnar as the winner. The former UFC heavyweight champion put off a double shift at the Royal Rumble as he also defended the WWE Championship. The Beast lost the title to ex-Bellator star Bobby Lashley after interference from Universal Champion Roman Reigns and his advocate Paul Heyman's betrayal. The Conqueror entered the main event and match at number 30 and wreaked, and wreaked havoc 
as he made quick work of Riddle, Orton, Shane McMahon, Grammy Award-winning artist and guest participant Bad Bunny, as well as runner-up Drew McIntyre. Former UFC star Riddle made it to the Final Four and was the 27th wrestler to be thrown over the top rope. That was a big night for ex-MMA stars, as Ronda Rousey also made a shock return. Not as shocking as you freaking think, because they already said it on Monday! And won the Women's Royal Rumble match. Lesnar announced on Raw last Monday night that he will fight Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania 38. However, the nine-time world champion has also been added in the Men's Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship on February 19th in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. In which he will battle Riddle, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. And for, I actually read, I forget what actually where, that w, they, they were also considering having Riddle win the Rumble and have Riddle versus Orton for the WWE Championship. I don't get it. I don't freaking get it. I honestly don't seem to understand why that was the case. I just don't understand what what all that was all about. Just no freaking idea what the hell WWE was thinking, doing, or anything of that nature. Like, you got Shane McMahon trying to book the Rumble around himself. Riddle was going to originally win that. I just, I just don't, I just don't seem to understand how WWE can just it was aggravating. Like you're just looking at this, and you're just like thinking to yourself, like, mind you, I actually saw an article from the Sportster. See if I can find that. What was it? No, it was, no, it was Fightful. It was Fightful, actually. My apologies. About the uh, the financial analysis from WWE. I tell you, like these, like this company. Made $1.095 billion. This is a billion dollar revenue. Billion dollar company. A billion dollars in revenue. And you mean to tell me your, your highest revenue in history. Licensing network content in international markets, monetization of new original series, shifting to a stadium strategy for premium live events, 
further expanding the reach of our brands and enhance the value of our content. And you can't even book the Royal Rumble correctly. You booked Lesnar to win the Rumble. Somehow picks Roman to face at WrestleMania 38, which was basically what we were, what was going to fucking happen anyway. Still have put him in the Elimination Chamber match on in two weeks' time. I mean, this at this point, just do title for title for title at WrestleMania and get it the fuck over with. Just do it. Just freaking do it. Like, you had literally no talent in the Rumble. I mean, uh, you had talent. But no surprises. No legends returning. No NXT. Same thing with the Women's Rumble. Better than the Men's Rumble, but they were missing out on talent too. You relied on nostalgia acts and you could have used NXT talent. You could have brought Mandy. You could have bought what, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. You know, Kaylee Ray could have had a little bit of a little bit of a spat with Mandy Rose as they're in a feud right now. You could have done a little bit of something, something instead of just bringing back nostalgia acts. That was the one little nitpick I will take to my grave with that. <laughs> Excuse me. It's bullshit. These motherfuckers made a billion dollars. 2021. Highest in your history. And we're and finding out upon that news, you have the worst Royal Rumble in, in I'm sure many people will say this is the worst Royal Rumble in years. I mean, it's it's absolutely fit. It's absolutely shocking. The amount of talent that was let go last year. And and just as and you made a billion dollars in revenue. Can't book your way out of a paper fucking bag. And and literally just made the Royal Rumble look like a joke. Like, what, what are we honestly doing here? Like, what are we honestly doing here? And here's and here's an even funnier joke. And I, I, you know, this ain't even no knock knock joke. WWE considered even having Shane McMahon versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania 38. They were going to have Shane McMahon in the chamber as well as the possibility of facing Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. I, I, I am in disbelief. <laughs> I mean, 
even, I mean, you got Vince McMahon firing his kid because he went into business for himself and planned and tried to book the Royal Rumble around himself. And on top of that, burying Jimmy Noble. Let me see. Look that up real quick. Like you're you're gonna bury one of the producers. Is it popculture? Popculture.com. Whatever. Like it's just. Oh my goodness. Let me see if I can find it. Da 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 da. Yeah, this is from uh, popculture.com. Uh, just I'll just uh, briefly I'll speak on it, but um, yeah, Shane McMahon, of course, we know, no longer part of WWE, quietly let go, blah blah blah. So he competed in the match, of course, we already know that. He was also a producer of the match and reportedly buried, buried fellow producer Jamie Noble while wanting to book the match around himself. You know, a, creative, a member of the creative team told Ringside News that there wouldn't be any more creative discussions about McMahon. He's no longer part of Monday Night Raw. I mean, you're going to keep him as a regular on the show. Uh, Vince made the call on Shane. Um, saying, uh, Ringside News saying, Vince had no choice. Shane created chaos. Had everyone in an uproar. Pissed off everyone in the Rumble, openly buried other producers, and was changing things that Vince wanted. Vince had no other choice but to send him home. Like we're even changing, you know, the you know, the booking for Bad Bunny. We're changing the booking on Bad Bunny. This is what WWE has come to. You release Dan, you release what, 80 something talents from your roster? Talent that could have actually been in the Royal Rumble? You do nothing with them, and then you just release them. Then you might as well free Ali while we're at it. Because you ain't do shit with him. Where's Dominic Dajakovic? Where he at? They just, I mean, I'm not saying they deserve all of this, but they kind of deserve this. You're shooting yourselves in both feet. You were going to literally do Lashley versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Oh, considering. I'm sorry. Considering. It's absolutely preposterous. It's quite disgusting. How WWE going to sit here and, and and try to you know and and give us the, whatever the hell that was, and and just be like, this good? No, it was terrible. Excuse me.
it's 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 literally tragedy. It was very hard to watch. I mean, and y'all know, I've told you guys many times, um, you know, a match can be super boring if I'm on my phone or doing something completely different instead of actually, you know, keeping an eye on what actually is going on. What we saw last Saturday was an absolute joke. An absolute just joke. By no means was it a banger. There was no there was no spots in the match that was that made me feel like ooh, something maybe something leading to the future type of deal, you know. Where Keith Lee at? Oh, I'm sorry, y'all released him. My bad. Um Where's Timothy Thatcher at? Y'all could have used him in the rumble. He would have had a good spot. You know, something different. Where's Pete Dunn at? I know I asked about him earlier, but where was he at? There was nothing there. The event itself was If I was if I was still doing, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, this would have been this who at best a D plus. Maybe teetering on C minus, but right around there. And now we're going into WrestleMania season. And that was what we were going to get for WrestleMania season. Shane McMahon all over Telly. How the hell are you going to have your own son going to business for himself? How are you going to allow that? Well, surprisingly, he didn't allow that. But how are you going to let him, like, honestly, if you're acting like that, why don't you even put him in the match? Why even have him there at all? Like, he buried Jamie Noble, man. Like, you don't do that shit. Vince McMahon, I'm telling you, it, it, he needs to go. I mean, if you're not going to, like, think of it like this, y'all. And I think I posted this on Twitter uh, a few days ago. You know, if you're not going to have your son-in-law, who was the best choice to have the keys to the kingdom, and you stripped him of and you stripped him of everything that was NXT, and I hate to say it, y'all, don't expect Triple H when he if he does come back to have any sort of creative control in NXT. That is Vincent Bruce's now. Don't expect it. It's not happening. Don't expect it. It's not happening. Shane, who may have been possible next in line, if if not Triple H, and he just got fucking fired. <laughs> he just went into business for himself. He's not giving. He's definitely not giving the keys to Stephanie. The only person he has left is Nick Khan. So if Nick Khan takes over the company, well, they're in hell. I mean, it's it's one of those things where. I'm angrier than I should be. Well, I'm not as... Actually, I'm surprisingly not as angry as I should be. It's more of a disappointment anger. I want to yell at them. I want to give them the business. I want to give them all the smoke in the world. My apologies. I was moving the mic. But it's more of disappointment. It's initial anger and it's just... 
you are literally going into WrestleMania season in what I believe is the worst foot ever. Put this back again. My apologies. Didn't mean to move you. Honestly, for the life of me, this is literally one of the... I'm not saying this could be... I mean, it could be one of the worst WrestleManias, depending on how they book this shit from here, and from here on out. But this is not a proper way to begin your WrestleMania season with all these problems. Like, you offered Jeff Hardy the opportunity to come back. And he said, no, we'll talk about that in the next segment. We'll talk about that next segment. Is that that's not and it wasn't just it wasn't just him. It was it was there was others. We'll discuss that as well, you know. But like th- this is like a billion you made a billion dollars in 2021. And this what what you did on Saturday night, this is what you had to show for it. That's what you had to show for it. Because usually, with me in terms of the Royal Rumble, I base the the beginning of the road to WrestleMania, of course, off of the Royal Rumble. Where do we stand? Where's the excitement? Where's the hype? There wasn't much. On top of that, the sign went on fucking fire during the Becky Lynch Dewdrop match. Like, that should have been a sign right there. Anybody know Bill Engvall? Here's your sign. WWE, here's your sign. I have no hope for the... I mean, this may be just overreacting, but I have no hope for WrestleMania at this point. The lead-up to the Royal Rumble was trash. There wasn't much hype. Everyone was just declaring themselves a part of the Royal Rumble instead of having actual qualifying matches, which is, oh, that's old school booking. We need to do it anymore. Um, that helps your cause when you actually can get some behind some motherfuckers. Where are you at? Oh, he gone too? My bad. We're Karen. Oh, Karen. Karen's about to do some other shit. Yeah, he about to do some cool shit. Yeah. You know, uh. WWE has literally, like, fucked themselves. Do I have hope for them in terms of the world of WrestleMania? Tiny bit. It's small, but it's there. But in terms of, you know... Just in my head... I just don't know. I just I, I, I don't know what WWE is doing. Because like everything that's going on right here, everything that's going on. I mean, twenty different changes to the Rumble match itself. In one day I expect I mean honestly I should expect that because you, you, they usually do freaking booking on the fly. On Mondays and on Monday nights, so this this should be it should have been expected on my end. It wasn't. I am quite worried about what's gonna happen as we go into Elimination Chamber. 
Because I've already said it, and I said it last week. Reigns, Lesnar, title unification, just get it over with. Get it over with. If you're going to do it, get it the fuck over with. Honestly, get it over with. That's the only big storyline you have. You really have nothing else. That is all the that is the only storyline, main big storyline you have going right now is Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. Would I be surprised if Brock Lesnar won the Elimination Chamber? Fuck no. Am I pissed off Goldberg is facing Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber? I, I yes. <laughs> and and hopefully uh, my homeboy Mance don't get don't get mad. We already know the result before it's gonna happen. Okay, we're not gonna get a repeat. We're not gonna get a repeat. But seriously, I don't understand for the life of me what WWE is doing. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what's what's going to happen. I really don't. You know, I mean, this, I mean, what we saw on Saturday night is indicative to what the road, the rest of the road's WrestleMania means. WrestleMania is going to be, they're in trouble. They're in fucking trouble. Especially if the ratings still go, like, like pretty much go dog shit. And, and uh, mind you, there's no more, you know, Monday Night Football. All you. You got viewers. Make it happen. Because if you don't, I get to shit on you between now and April 2nd. And don't make me, please, for the life, don't make me have to do an episode on April Fool's Day and, and fake my phone. Because I'm not. This is the worst start WWE could have had on the road to WrestleMania. The worst. Including the, the shit on fire. The worst. <sighs> WWE, you gotta get together. You got, what, two months? Less than two months to get this shit together. Make it the fuck happen. Or, I get to shit on you every step of the fucking way. So that's going to conclude this segment of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, I got more news. A little bit more news before we head out for the weekend. Vince Russo says Triple H proven right on WWE not building a new megastar. And of course, the one quote that Russo has on this a halt was hilarious. Also, we're going to talk about actually who was reportedly offered to come back for the Royal Rumble after being released. We'll talk about that. As well as Matt Hardy says WWE jumped the gun with Jeff Hardy's release. All that and more when we come back from episode 320 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 320 of the YLP podcast. Solo journey this week, of course. We will have Nick Doolin on soon. Okay, relax. He'll be back. You know, just want to do a me thing this week. Get back into the swing of things. See if I still got it. But, of course, 
Um, make sure you check out all the podcasts from the WrestleLadies Radio Squadron. Not just myself. Make sure you check out, of course, Wrestling with Wrestling with Issues. No, Kings of the Rings podcast every Wednesday, live on YouTube and on Twitch. I've watched a couple of their episodes on there. I've said hello. I've said my piece over there. Fun time over there. It's a very good episode. You know, they of course I'm. I believe they did their Royal Rumble review. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't checked it out yet. My apologies, y'all. But check out King Ricky Rose, Agent K, K Murphy, and Will Terry Shook over there every Wednesday. Again, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. And make sure you check out Fretzelmania. Of course, on Fretzelmania Fridays, check out that episode. Episode just came out yesterday. New episode. You want to go check that out. I'm telling you. But yeah, check out all the podcasts on WrestleAtic Radio. You can find us everywhere and i'll tell you how at the end of today's episode but let's get into a little bit more news from this week and there was a lot of like besides the fact that you know wwe royal rumble was absolutely straight up garbaggio absolute flat out garbage hot garbage hot basura sorry moving the mic again you know there was a lot of hilarity that came out of this actually and one of them jeff hardy was offered to come back to the WWE and be a part of the Royal Rumble. They 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 just got rid of him, didn't they? Like not too long ago. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. You know, this is this is one of a couple that I saw that were hilarious. We're going to look at NoDQ.com right now. Jeff Hardy reportedly turns down offer to make WWE return from Aaron Riff. This was the day before the Rumble, by the way, but I wanted to just laugh with y'all about this. So we go on from Aaron Rift. As previously noted, Jeff Hardy was released from his contract following an incident at a live event, which turned out to be absolutely dog shit. According to Dave Velter of F4WOnline.com, John Laurinaitis recently called Jeff Hardy in regards to coming back. An offer was reportedly made for Hardy to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Hardy was said to have declined the offer and Meltzer noted the following, quote, Hardy turned it down and asked for his drug test results because he knew he wasn't going to test positive for recreational drugs. It took Hardy and his wife six weeks to get the results back, end quote. Hardy remains under contract until March 9th, and AEW can't make a legal offer to him until that time. Meltzer added that, quote, there is a feeling right now that this is one guy they don't want in AEW due to the various tag matches that Matt and Jeff can have in the company. This, oh my God, this was hilarious when I saw this. I'm like, you just released him. And then you're trying to get him to come back. Also offering a Hall of Fame spot. Didn't Matt Hardy explain that he just does he does this sometimes when he wants to go into business for himself? He does this sometimes, apparently. And if he knew that was the case, then he went into business for himself, and it came out it turned out to be a pretty fucking good thing. <laughs> like you just released him. Realize you didn't have enough talent to do anything for the Royal Rumble and then try to hit up Jeff Hardy and for Jeff Hardy did the right thing and gave y'all the middle fucking finger, which you deserve. You deserve nothing more than go fuck yourself. 
absolute stupidity. But Jeff Hardy, he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one that got the offer to come back. Oh boy, it just gets more hilarious. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, we don't care, Jerry. But this, this, this one caught me, caught me off guard. And I thought it was hilarious. Nia Jax was also offered a spot in, to come back in the Royal Rumble, and she turned it down as well. Uh, this is from F4WOnline.com. Jax opened up about her release in an interview on the sessions with Renee Paquette. This is from Joseph Courier. During an interview on the sessions with Renee Paquette, Lena Fanene, formerly known as Nia Jax in WWE, revealed that she turned down an offer to appear in this year's Women's Royal Rumble match. Fanene was released by WWE during a round of roster cuts last November. On the sessions, Fanene said she received received a call from someone in talent relations when WWE was putting together a list of possible Women's Royal Rumble participants. Fanene thought the call was a joke at first. When she was told it was serious, Fanene's response was that she would not absolutely not be in the Rumble, saying, quote, Oh yeah, I did receive a call to be in the Royal Rumble. I was in the middle of trying to get my stuff back. I had a bunch of crap. You know how it is. Like, you're just shoving stuff in everybody's boxes, whatever. So I'm in the middle of getting my stuff back. They sent me a box, and, like, more than half was missing. I'm like, yo, what's going on? When I got the call, I thought it was about, like, where's my stuff? So I answered, I'm like, hey, what's up? My homie in uh, Talent Relations, they were like, hey, we're just calling to see if you'd be interested in participating in the Royal Rumble. And I started hysterically laughing because I thought it was my friend joking with me. I was like, oh, you're freaking hilarious. Then he was like, actually, no, this is an official call. And I was like, oh, fuck no, I'm not coming back. And he was like, oh, we'd like to offer you this. I said, first of all, I already know that I'm still under my 90 days. You're still going to be paying me anyway, so you're not offering me anything. I was like, no, no, I'm not fucking coming back. Absolutely fucking not. I was like, is this all this was? And he was like, yes. I'm like, okay, bye. We continue on. Pene asked, Paquette asked Fanene if it felt like a slap in the face to be released and then get a call when WWE needs bodies for the Royal Rumble. She says, and I quote, that's exactly what it was. And guess what? They were accumulating a list. This is what I was told. They were accumulating a list. They wanted to offer me the opportunity. Accumulate a list that they send to Vince. And then Vince goes through the list and says who he wants and who he doesn't. I was like, so you're asking me to be a part of a list to go to the next step. I was like, fuck no. How much more can you shit on me, dude? Somebody was just like, we didn't want her to feel left out. If it got around that she that she didn't get asked, we didn't want her to feel left out. I was like, fuck you. That's such bullshit. You, you needed people, and I definitely nixed that. End quote. She also says that in the year before she was released, there was a change in the guard and the corporate side of WWE, and things didn't feel how they used to feel. Fernandez said that she, was, she felt like she was beat in a dryer being tumbled in different directions and couldn't get settled. It was reported that not being vaccinated for COVID-19 was one of the reasons for her release. She confirmed in the sessions that she did not decided not to get the vaccine. Uh, she sat, said she sat down with Vince McMahon at one point and was told that not getting the vaccine meant that she couldn't fulfill some of her contractual duties. Fanini said in November that it's highly unlikely that she'll ever return to the ring. When asked about her future on the sessions, Fanini didn't completely rule out wrestling again, saying, quote, I never want to say never because I do love the feeling I get in the ring. I do enjoy, like, I love wrestling. I didn't like the shit, the politics, and all the other BS. But also, like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I already talked to you about it. 
Like, I'm trying to find my man so I can start popping out babies. End quote. <laughs> that one was even more hilarious. Because of the fact that it's just like, you just released her. Now you need her back. You're going to put her on a list that Vince McMahon is going to look at and see who he wants and who he doesn't. How does that make any lick of fucking sense? And then we come on, then we go over to Fightful.com to find out also the inspiration we're offered to come back to the Royal Rumble. From Sean Ross Sapp, of course. As it turns out, Mickey James isn't the only Impact Wrestling talent that WWE reached out to for the Royal Rumble. In addition to Mickey, Fightful has learned that several other wrestlers that have been released since the pandemic were contacted for the Royal Rumble. The inspiration, formerly known as WWE Women's Tag Team Champions The Iconics, were offered a spot, a spot in the Rumble match, but Fightful sources indicate that they turned down the offer. Cassie Lee and Jess McKay are now the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions and are said to be very happy there and didn't feel it was the right time to make a WWE return of any capacity because they're happy with their current path. When we asked with Impact, within Impact Wrestling about the possibility, Fightful was told that the appearance would have been signed off on and approved by the company and WWE was fine working with us on a similar agreement as with the current Knockouts Champion, Mickey James. Also, we've heard that McKay, of course, there are uh, other talents that were contacted, but this sh- this <laughs> you're shooting the WWE is just shooting themselves in both feet. Like honestly, this is this is what goes on in my head when I think of this shit. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. <laughs> this is what most fan. This is what most fans are dealing with. They have been hoodwinked, they have been boozled, deceived. That's just that's just casuals. <laughs> like, come the fuck on. Like, what'd you expect was gonna happen? You release talent. All of us talent. Realize then, oh fuck, we don't have enough people for the Royal Rumble. Maybe we should call them back and say, hey, and see if they still want to join. Do you honestly fucking believe that they're gonna come back? No, and they shouldn't. And fuck you for asking them. You really tried to get Jeff Hardy back, and you honestly thought when you went offering a Hall of Fame spot, he was really going to be like, "Yeah, I'll come back for the Royal Rumble." Why the fuck not? Out your goddamn mind, dead ass, <laughs> bunch of idiots. Bunch of idiots. And I'm glad, I'm glad they said this. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. We don't care, Jerry. Because, seriously, think to yourself, Vince McMahon, you just released these people like two months ago. Well, Nia was, I think, two months ago. Jeff was like, like, shit, just a few weeks ago. And then I think McKay and... McKay and Lee was like in the spring. And you really honestly believed that they would come back. No, they shouldn't have. You're kidding me with this shit. 
This should be your wake-up call. That you you got rid of so much talent. There was reports on, you know, of course, the possible selling of the company, all this bullshit. Made a billion dollars and you still can't get your shit right. It's tough. That's tough. Well, for them, not us. Because it's whatever. But, I mean, like, what, what honestly did you expect them to do? What honestly did you expect, the, like, Nia Jax, you know, the inspiration, you know, and Jeff Hardy? You really thought that was going to, you really thought, you know, you know, at least in Hardy's case, trying to sweeten the deal, was really going to bring him back. In what, what bizarro land do these motherfuckers live in? Seriously, what planet do these do these like this John Laurinaitis, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, and all the other you know crony dum dums over in you know WWE? Where they at? Like, what planet do they live on? Is it on? Is it actually on Earth or is it in their fucking head? Got me fucked up. If somebody actually gave a shit. <laughs> okay, we shall continue on though. So, we go over to eWrestlingNews.com. Your itch, Mr. Milo? Yeah? Alright. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Big E's run, apparently, as the top WWE star is apparently over. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Hold on. My little one into room. My apologies for that, y'all. But let's get back into it. Big E's run as top WWE star is over. This is from Andrew Ravens. Big E dropped the WWE title to Brock Lesnar at, day, at the day one pay-per-view event last month. And was just moved over from Raw to SmackDown last week. On the sneak tip, may I add. At least that's what I heard. I didn't watch SmackDown last week because, um, you know, I was having a birthday. And yes, it was grand. Thank you. Um, so Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Big E back being back as a full-time New Day member looks to have ended his singles push. Meltzer wrote, and I quote, Big E being moved to SmackDown permanently and put back with the New Day as a tag team looks to have ended his push as a singles champion level guy. Original plans were called, called for Big E to be in the main event of WrestleMania 38 this year, but they were changed. It was added that Big E wasn't being brought over to SmackDown specifically to be in a Roman... Uh, be, uh, English heart, apparently, still. Specifically to be an opponent for Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? That's hard. And not in a cool way. That is tough. Like, Big E wins money in the bank, becomes WWE champion, and takes the title from Bobby Lashley. Had a so-so title run, depending on who you ask, but for me personally, it was soon to have months of unfortunate boring, and could have been so much more, and Big E should have been in the main event at WrestleMania 38, actually since me personally. And then, you know, we could have gone from there. But, that's, that's quite upsetting. It's very, very fucking upsetting. To know that we could have still had, and, and oh, honestly, I honestly wanted like 
for the New Day was to have Woods and Kingston as a tag team, Big E to get that top run and be a singles guy. Each of them could have been singles guys in their own right at some point in the stable's careers. You know, King the Kofi did it with the WWE Championship and he had the title. Big E did it. You know, could have had Xavier Woods had a little bit of a run for the Intercontinental title. Something of that nature. I don't know. My brain just goes in 30 different directions with wonderful booking things. Sorry, my bad. But, you know, this this is bullshit. I don't know a lot of people hate Dave Meltzer and that's whatever, but... I mean, I literally saw it on Twitter that Biggie gets, just got moved to SmackDown. No trade, no real reason as to why. They just brought him back and put him back in as, as a member of the, ta- oh, the freaking New Day. Like, what the fuck is that? I mean, honestly, the... the That's it. They WWE pushes who they want to, not who you want the, them to. Remember that. And remember the promo they had back in 2018. And I ain't gonna let it go. Because when you flat out go on national television and say we're going to give you what you want and then not give us what we want, on a now this, this is how I'll say it. We're not going to give you, we're going to give you what you want. And usually in my head, it would be on a consistent basis. WWE has been inconsistent over the last four years since that promo. Inconsistent. They are not giving us what we want. They don't care about giving us what we want. They want to do what they want. Big E, to me, is a main event dude. And should be booked as such. He can be an upper mid-card main event guy and still be part of the New Day. That's all we fucking wanted. It was that fucking simple. You did it with Kofi for a hot minute and you still kept the New Day going. But 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 the way we sh- we way we tell you guys that Biggie's run as a top star is done is that we're gonna just insert him back in the new day, have him be back over at SmackDown, and we're not even have and we don't even have the audacity to have him go against Roman Reigns for the title. How lovely, actually. You know what? Here's here's the here's the fucked up part. I actually would have watched Elimination Chamber had Big E been moved over to SmackDown, and then. Brought into a program, more than likely that he was going to lose, that, you know, and face Roman for the WWE Championship at, um, at Elimination Chamber instead of Goldberg. Like, really? Fucking Goldberg? Goldberg. We're going to put Big E back in the tag team and have him and say fuck off to a singles push, but we're going to have Goldberg. Face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Elimination Chamber. What? Seriously, what? 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 Huh? Like, what absolutely... Like, what in the dog shit are we doing? Seriously. 
Like I, I, I don't, I don't seem to understand. I don't understand for the life of me how WWE just goes about doing just complete utter stupid shit. Like I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand the concept of. Having a stable that you could still utilize and, you know, interchange singles pushes for guys, you know? It's not rocket science. Bring Biggie back over, have the rematch from, like, you know, from Survivor Series, make it a more competitive match, and still somehow, some fucking way, Goldberg. It's, 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 starting, to, it's starting to be borderline embarrassment. Borderline embarrassing. It's it's unnecessary. And and it boggles my mind how you know you had to bring Rollins over from SmackDown from Raw to just somehow you know, plug a hole for a hot minute to be able to have a match for the Universal Championship because you have nobody on SmackDown to actually face him. I don't understand. I, I can't, I don't seem to understand just how they're just operating about all of this. But hey, I mean, I, I just sit here and talk shit about, you know, professional wrestling news. That's all I do. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. <sighs> Nonsense. Anywho, we shall continue on with some news. And I actually sent, was it, where is it? Was it? Yeah, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I saw the Brian Kendrick stuff. Now I don't know exactly what happened. Like I heard, saw it in um my, uh, the Discord group. Yeah, yeah, we got Discord now. We we doing things. But I saw this, and I, I was going to talk about the Matt Hardy jumping the gun. But that, I mean, that's that's pretty much beating dead horse at this point. But let me talk about the the Brian Kendrick AEW controversy because I don't know exactly what happened. So my bad. But let, let's get into it real quick. So this is from WrestlingInc.com. Uh, let me see. Ooh, there's two articles I saw, and we'll talk about both from Wrestling Inc. Uh, NXT superstar reacts to Brian Kendrick AEW controversy from Sai Mohan. As noted, AEW president Tony Khan pulled Brian Kendrick from his AEW debut match on, on uh, Dynamite after past anti-Semitic comments made by Kendrick surfaced on social media. NXT superstar Harlan has reacted to the controversy via Twitter, posting a clip of him tossing Kendrick down a flight of stairs. This clip is from the... De oh, boy. December 14th episode of NXT 2.0, where Harlan would defeat Guru Raj in his in-ring debut before decimating his opponent after the match. This was followed by a backstage segment of WWE officials, including Kendrick, yelling at Har Harlan for his actions. Harlan would then grab Kendrick and launch him down the steps. Harlan was slated to wrestle Kendrick on the December 28th episode of NXT 2.0. However, Kendrick would never show up for the match and get replaced by Andre Chase. Harlan squashed Chase for the pin, fall victory. A week before the match, Kendrick was seen backstage in a neck brace, thanking Joe Gacy for his apology. Hello again, Milo. 
That apology segment was Kendrick's last ever appearance on WWE TV. Kendrick's last official WWE match was uh, the October 20, our 28th tape, 2020 tapings of 205 Live. Let me see here. So, now Brian Kendrick finally got his release from the company and then was supposed to face John Moxley, I believe, on uh, Dynamite. Um, so when this ca- when this news came out, he was then uh, removed and replaced by Wheeler Yuta. Oh boy, my goodness, my goodness. I mean, I don't want to know the comments personally. That's just me. Well, let me see what Tony Khan says uh, about this. See if he actually had anything to say. Um, from oh, also wrestling.com from Eric Mutter. Tony Khan has announced that Brian Kendrick will not be wrestling John Moxley and AEW Dynamite after all. In a statement released by on Twitter, Tony Khan revealed that Kendrick was off the show due to past comments made by Kendrick and a replacement would be announced shortly. Quote, we've been made aware of the aberrant and offensive comments made in the past by Brian Kendrick. There is no room in AEW for the views expressed by Brian. We think it's best for all that Brian be pulled from tonight's card as we gather more info. We'll announce a replacement about ASAP. Brian Kendrick, who left WWE... Literally the day before. Literally the day before. Ah, man. After requesting his release from the promotion a week prior, was immediately booked to wrestle Moxley in what looked like to be a continuation of an ongoing storyline between Moxley and Brian Danielson, a real-life friend of Kendrick's. It is unknown whether Kendrick's appearance would be a one-off or would lead him to sign him signing with AEW full-time. Following the announcement of Kendrick's appearance, a video from 2011 and a recap article... From 2013, High Spots video resurfaced on social media. Both videos feature Kendrick showing support for various conspiracy theories, including the one involving the Sandy Hook school shooting and numerous anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. In the recap article of his High Spots video, Kendrick was also seen saying that the Holocaust was blown out of proportion. Yeah, mmm. As of this writing, Brian Kendrick has yet to release a statement regarding his past comments. We will keep you updated. Release should he release a statement. On who and uh, they, of course, Wheeler Yuta replaced Brian Kendrick on Dynamite. But uh, boy, yeah, that'll get you taken off a show real fucking quick. Holy shit! Let me see if I can find the hyperlink on this. I'm filling time. Don't mind me. Oh my goodness. So let me see what he actually... Because the thing is, I want to know what he actually said before I can give you guys my opinion on it. It'd be wrong of me not to do so. Let's see. Of course, you know, it's on Twitter. Da, 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 da. Um, no, leave me alone. Add. don't care. No, where's that? Where's the X button? And that's blocking it. This is dumb. The thing that I do for you for live. <laughs> for for recording. <laughs> The things I do for y'all. All right, let's try this again. So, Brian Kendrick suggested, uh, this is what he said, the 13 families, including the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, keep interbreeding. He also said there was a connection between Zionists and the Illuminati over the end of the world and suggested that Jewish medics were flown to Haiti minutes after the 2010 earthquake in order to scoop up body parts and take eyeballs. He also notes that he attended a lecture by David Icke, a noted British conspiracy theorist who has promoted anti-Semitic conspiracy th- uh, theories. Two years later, there's an article on the website Culture Crossfire recapped the video made by uh, uh, that Kendrick made uh, called The Kendrick Theory 
Uh, in the video, he talks about uh, various conspiracy theories, with him once again mentioning the Illuminati and the inbreeding of the 13 families, as well as the Skull and Bone Society and the 9-11 conspiracies. He also expresses support for conspiracy theories regarding the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting and states that the Holocaust was overblown. Oh, boy. Oh, the baby. Now, see, mind you, I did not know about this until, like, I felt, I mean, I saw it um, in our Discord chat, uh, which you join over there, Discord GT. But I didn't, I wasn't necessarily sure of what he said. And I figured I'd, get, I, you know, do this to talk about the, uh, to give you my actual honest reaction full on in the moment. Now, that is some shit, you know, to be saying. I mean, I'm not sure if his views have changed over time. I'm not exactly sure of that. I mean, people's views, uh, mindsets and viewpoints of life, of society, and all that stuff do change over time. Some stay consistent. But, I mean, that is some shit that will definitely get you taken off of dynamite very, very quickly. And that... I'm not sure if other companies may see that and may fall back and not work with you. It's one of those things where, oh, don't mind us, you know, Mr. YLP Jr. is, hey, okay, no more of that. Yeah, you don't need to be biting the bone there, Chief. Don't need to be doing that. We get a toy. Let that there. You can get no. You no. You don't need to be chewing the bone. It's got splinters and stuff. God, it's my bone. No, just let me play with it. You can have other toys. Okay, relax. <laughs> you don't need to be chewing up the bone. I'm just saying, Bubba. You don't need to be doing that. Anywho. Continuing on, um, I, I mean, yeah, stuff like that will definitely get you taken off of shows very quickly. I don't know what's going to happen with Kendrick. I mean, he hasn't made a statement yet. Will he? I hope he does for his sake because people are going to be asking about that for many, 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 many time tannies until you speak out on it. So hopefully he does make a statement sooner rather than later. We shall see, but we shall move on. I got the final article of this week's episode. Of the YLP podcast. Hang on. What? Okay. Don't be chewing it though. And I, and this one I saw this I was it was a doozy. I laughed and I was I was like yeah we're closing up the show on this. From sportskeeda.com. a rapper beats up half your roster. Veteran says Triple H proven right on WWE not building a new megastar. From Leonard Sorrell. Vince Russo didn't mince his words while criticizing WWE's Royal Rumble booking on this week's episode of Sportskeeda's Wrestling Legion of Raw. The former writer recalled a famous Triple H statement where the game revealed that WWE would not build a marquee name ever again. Excuse me. While Vince Russo was shocked when Triple H made the comments, the outspoken personality felt that the WWE had lived up to the cerebral assassin's claims with his creative choices over the past few years. 
Russo said WWE had failed to create the new stars. The company continues as the company continues, I'm sorry, to rely on legends and celebrities outside the world of pro wrestling. He couldn't have said it any better. He continues on saying fans tune in to TV shows to watch larger than life characters and admitted that Vince McMahon's promotion had recently fallen short of that objective, saying, bro, quote, bro, here's the bottom line. Listen, Triple H made it clear we are no longer going to create stars. Not one person is going to be bigger than the WWE. That's what he said. When he said that, I cannot believe that he said it because when you break it down to the most basic of fundamentals, we watch TV to watch television stars. That's what we tune into TV for. We want to see stars. Kevin Costner is a star on Yellowstone. We want to see stars. So I didn't take Triple H seriously, but they have, without a shadow of a doubt, lived up to that comment and they stopped making stars, end quote. Vince Russo highlighted the company's issues with building new stars by noting how Bad Bunny was booked better than the actual wrestlers in the Royal Rumble, saying, quote, to add insult to injury, Bad Bunny. He didn't even perform in MMA. The guy is just a rapper. He comes in, he beats up half your roster. A rapper beats up half your roster. And I'm like, okay, guys, you live up to your word. You didn't create any stars. Now you have no stars, end quote. It's just, Triple H of all people, Triple H said we are no longer going to create stars. I mean, a lot of people will probably, you know, discount Vince Russo and just be like, oh, you didn't say that. I believe it because we've seen it. We've seen it plenty on WWE programming. And I know most of us would literally just be like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I had it on silent. My fault, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to get sounds for shows are hilarious. Especially when you have it on silent, you don't know what to talk about. But anyway, most of us are already like, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Because we already know what we already know. And then casuals. See the, see the bullshit, and then... We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. You know what I mean? And there's no way you're going to tell me... It, it's just absolutely like... How in the absolute... F- like... Triple H of all people... Triple H said that. Telling Vince Russo we're not going to make stars. It is one of those things where you watch the product, you see the product, you understand the product. You're seeing what WWE is giving us and you're realizing that this shit is trash. You're not creating new stars. You have younger talent that has come up from NXT and you did not utilize them at all. Having utilized Keith Lee, didn't utilize Dominic Dajakovic, didn't use Mustafa Ali, didn't use guys like Apollo Crews properly. Shinsuke Nakamura should have been at least a a two-time WWE champion off-rip. Big E, back with the New Day. You're, You're just, what are we absolutely fucking doing here? I don't understand it. I don't fucking get it. 
for the life of me, WWE is in more trouble than they think they are. At this point, it's beyond my train of thought. It's beyond my it's beyond my train of thought. You know, it's it's beyond my it's like, it's just, it's one of those things where you I I I've been mad at WWE. I've been mad at WWE for quite some time. It's it's uh, it's just when you look at it as a whole, and you're trying to trying to give us a product that's worth fucking while to watch, and you simply give us a product where you're not doing much of it, at least to me, you're not doing much of anything. You're not doing much of anything. There, in no way, do you just like honestly think in your mind that WWE is going in the right direction. WWE is going in the direction. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know honestly what they're thinking. I don't honestly believe that WWE can do what they do. Because, I mean, like with, with what we just saw at Royal Rumble, honestly, Literally, what are we doing? You're not creating stars. Who who's the future? Oh, it's gonna oh it's down in NXT. Bullshit. You had plenty of guys over in the black and gold era that could have done major things for you. Hell, even before even in its heyday, even in the heyday of, of black and gold. You had guys that were literally surefire things. Drew McIntyre, Andrade Cena, all this, Bobby fucking Roode. You mean to tell me he couldn't get behind Glorious? Come on. I don't understand. I I don't understand what WWE is gonna do. Honestly. What are we doing? What are we doing? This is the discussion that's being had. I honestly don't know anymore. Because like I've said earlier in the last segment, I have no faith. I honestly have no faith in this world to WrestleMania. I have no faith whatsoever in what WWE is going to be doing. From now until WrestleMania, I don't. 
I don't understand it anymore. Maybe I shouldn't understand it anymore. Maybe I shouldn't even try to try to figure the fuck out. Because they're going to keep doing the same bullshit every single time. Every single time. It's becoming, it's getting to a point where I expect them to fuck up. I don't want them to. I mean, hell. I mean, yes, granted, I can book the shit better than they can. A lot of people can, honestly. But we got two months till Mania. I'm going to need y'all to figure it out. Because if you don't, this this is going to be a hell of a roller coaster. And I'm not a fan of roller coasters, so there you go. But that's going to conclude episode 320 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 321 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in a bit. That's going to be it for episode 320 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Once again, if you have any comments, opinions, thoughts about today's episode, what you thought about the Royal Rumble, all that good stuff, do not hesitate to leave an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. You can also leave that voice message over on my Anchor page. And if I like it enough, of course, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. If you want to find me over on Twitter, you can find me there at YLPerspective. I usually do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. Usually NXT every Tuesday, but I've kind of fallen off on that for reasons. I'll explain it another time. Every premium live event for WWE and uh, every the AEW pay-per-view. New Japan, too early for my taste. They could do it around like, you know, mid-morning. That would be absolutely fantastic, but they don't because of 12 hours, 13 hours difference, and that kind of sucks. But a bees with a bees. Well, every, every once in a while, I may be up and I may be live chatting. You never know. It'd be like that. I may live tweet. I just say live chat. It doesn't matter. But you can also find me on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. I'm getting back into doing posts and all that stuff. And you guys seem to be enjoying it, especially Milo having a shirt on for the YLP store over at uh, my Teespring store over at young lions perspective.creator-spring.com. Go over and get your YLP merch over there because Mr. YLP Jr. said so. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Anywho, also you can find me on Facebook. Sur- simply search for. Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Of course, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram. I don't care how you do it, just do it. Because we also have with the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, and the Fretzel Mania Podcast. We here at Wrestle Attic, Wrestle Attic Radio. Start to be the very best and bringing you top-notch quality programming to be the number one stunner, the cream of the crop, the best of the best, top of the pops. But we strive to be the alternative of professional wrestling podcast. And may we remind you that we are here to stay.
today, of course. Not everybody has Anchor.fm on their phone. That's perfectly fine. Not hurting my feelings whatsoever. Everybody's got many different platforms to choose from in terms of listening to the podcast. But if you're looking for the WrestleAct Radio family of podcasts, you can, of course, find us across many different platforms, including, of course, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcast, Breaker, CastBox. You know, that's a really good one. You might want to check that out. Overcast. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the entire family of WrestleAddict Radio Podcast on all those platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. Okay, I want to look at the judges to ensure I have fulfilled my duties and obligations for this week. Over to the country of Finland. I believe I'm getting the thumbs up, so we are good to go. All right, so next week, of course, we are back at it like, you know, like we're supposed to. Episode 321 of the YLP Podcast, talking about all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And hopefully it'll be a better better week than we've had this past week, because this past week was insane. I know I haven't been talking about a lot of AEW stuff and NGPW stuff, but when you got a lot going on with a, a particular company, I'm going to have my focus on that, and we're going to discuss it, and we're going to talk about it, all that good stuff, plus any other news I do may find. So keep that in mind. If, there, if there's more, if there's a really big stuff going on, that will somewhat be my focus for that particular episode. So do keep that in mind, because a lot of people will probably be like, you're talking about WWE too much. doesn't really matter. My show, my rules. And you can tell, you know, the dog that too, and he'll just look at you like, um, you have treat or not. Nah. So, you know, just keep that in mind uh, as we go into the road to WrestleMania, there will be a lot of stuff on that. Hopefully, we got some good AEW news. Uh, hopefully, NXT news. Hopefully, New Japan news. I haven't seen New Good Japan news in a while, but we'll see how that, you know how that all truly goes. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. If you're watching the Pro Bowl, my, you have nothing really much else going on, so you know, be out and about this weekend. All right, be out and about. If you're in the uh, any of the areas that got hit by that one blizzard um, that came across, um, stay safe. Be safe. Hopefully you got uh, reserves and food, and hopefully your power didn't go out or anything like that. And, but if you did, try to find a place where you can. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves this weekend. Have a good week. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for episode 321 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.